Welcome to the Anger Zone. I'm Danica Holt, a certified life coach who specializes in helping you live comfortably outside the anger zone. Hey y'all, today we're going to talk about the great cover-up, and that is anger. We're going to go into why we get so dang angry so fast. Ask. If you like what you hear today and you find it useful in your life, please go give me some love and leave an awesome review for me. Not only will it help me out, but it will also help other people to find this anger-reducing podcast as well. And we all know this world can use it. So thank you so much. All right, now let's talk about anger. Who here gets angry? (laughs) If you're anything like me and you're listening to this podcast, then I'm guessing you get angry too. And sometimes we get so super angry that we wonder what the crap is wrong with us. Am I really crazy? Is there really something wrong with me or with you? The answer is an emphatic no. Y'all, there is nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. You are a human being with human emotions, and so am I. Or wrong? Anger is so much easier than feeling like we're wrong because anger is a cover up for all of the unpleasant and negative emotions that we feel in our lives. We get angry when we don't address those unpleasant emotions. When we feel an emotion we don't want to feel, we cover it up with anger. And y'all, we don't do it on purpose. It's not like we sit there and think, I don't want to feel unloved, so I'm going to get angry. No, it just happens unconsciously. Okay, so here I'm going to illustrate with an example from my own life. So a while back, (laughs) my husband and I had... um, shall we say, a discussion. It was a Saturday evening and we'd gone hiking with our kids and we'd like just had a really busy day. And after dinner, I was tired. So I decided that I was just going to go close my eyes for a few minutes and then get up and like help get the kids to bed and get on with the night. Anyway, when I laid down, I had zero intention of falling asleep. But then when my husband came in the room a little bit later, it was dark outside. It was 930 and the kids were still awake and going crazy and he was upset and he was upset because he was trying to fix the swamp cooler, which I had asked him to fix because it was hot and the kids were still there, still awake and they were still going strong and I was sitting there sawing logs in the bed. And so he was upset at me and almost immediately. I got upset at him right back. I got angry and I yelled. He's not really a yeller, but I am. And so I yelled and I got upset. So then I was like, fine, I'll I'll help. And so then I went and I was putting the kids to bed and I was huffy and puffy and I wasn't nice to them either. I was snappy and short and there was no way in H.E. Double Hockey Sticks I was going to read that five-year-old story. It was way past bedtime. Kate. So my husband and my children, these are the people that I love more than anyone else in the world, right? I love that man more than any other person on this planet. And he feels the same way about me. So if we love each other so much, why did we get angry? Here's why. As I said earlier, anger is a cover-up emotion. And in the coaching world, we call that a secondary emotion. So anger is a secondary emotion. It comes up when we don't address the first emotion. So that Saturday evening, when the crap hit the fan, it was because it was easier to feel angry at my husband than it was to feel rejected by him. 
And my husband got angry at me because anger is so much easier than feeling taken for granted. So let me be clear here. My husband did not make me angry and I didn't make him angry. We don't have that power over each other. I am not responsible for his feelings and he is not responsible for mine. No other human being on this planet is responsible for your feelings. So I thought that by him not allowing me to just be me and take a moment for myself, that he was rejecting me. And y'all, that's a painful thought that the most important person in my life doesn't like me or doesn't approve of me is excruciating. It's not true. It's just a thought, but it's still so painful nonetheless. My brain, being as incredible and as amazing as it is, jumped right into anger. Because it's easier to blame him and cover up the rejection and jump into the anger zone instead of actually feeling the rejection. Of course, it wasn't done consciously. I didn't sit there and think about it and stew over it. It happened in a snap, y'all. And you know what the really crazy thing is? That even after the angry blow up, the rejection was still there. I still felt rejected. Okay, that's because. Anger is the great cover-up emotion. Our brains are wired to avoid pain, to seek pleasure, and to do it in the most efficient way possible. And anger fits the bill for that quite nicely. Okay, so what are we going to do about it? Now that we know why we get angry, what are we going to do about it? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to identify the feelings that we're avoiding when we get angry. Okay, so to do that, I want you to take a moment and think about the last time you got angry at someone. Your brain wants to tell you that you got angry because they made you angry. It's because they said or did X, Y, or Z. But y'all, it's not true. It's not the case. Think about what they said or did and then ask yourself what you made that mean about you. When my husband came in all upset at me, I made it mean that I'm not a good wife, that I'm not the wife he wishes I was. So what do you make it mean about you or what the last time that you got angry at someone, what did you make their words or their actions mean about you? And when you think that about yourself, how do you feel? When I thought that my husband wished that I was someone different, I felt rejected and that hurt. So what do you make that other person's words or actions mean about you? And then when you think that about yourself, how do you feel? The answer to that question is the emotion that you're trying not to feel by getting angry. Okay, anger feels so much more powerful. It feels so much better than whatever you don't want to feel instead. But in reality, anger robs us of our power. It robs us of the power to feel and choose our emotions. It pretends to be empowering, but really it steals our relationships and it robs us of the opportunity to be the kind of people that we really want to be. That night, my anger robbed me of the opportunity to listen to my husband to listen to his concerns, to support him, and to connect with him. My anger robbed me of the opportunity to snuggle with my five-year-old and connect with her. It robbed me of the opportunity to remind my boys that I loved them before they went to sleep that night. 
My anger robbed me of the opportunity to be the wife and mother and the person that I really want to be. So what is your anger taking from you? And what are you willing to give up to get it back, to live outside the anger zone? The first step to living outside the anger zone, y'all, is to identify those feelings or emotions that lie underneath your anger. Focus on what you're making it mean about you when someone says or does something that you don't like, and then ask yourself how you feel when you think about yourself that way. And next week, we'll talk about what to do with those negative emotions before they morph into anger. When you all need a hand with your anger, because we all do, we all could use it, then go over to theangerzone.com and click the blue mini session button and sign up for a free mini session. And in that mini session, I'll help you identify what's lying beneath your anger. And I'll help you to start living outside the anger zone by teaching you what to do with those negative emotions and helping you work through them. And that you can take back the things that anger has robbed from you. Alrighty, and thanks again for listening. And please remember to leave me a review. It'll help out so much and I can't wait to read them. Thanks y'all and I'll see you next week.